0: hello darlings all here i am at my kitchen island and i'm in the curious position of not knowing where you are as you listen i ingest most of my podcasts in the bath so you may be lathering up at this very moment in which case thank you for letting me join you so divested in your soggy birthday suits Our co-explorer of words today is seldom naked. He possesses the biggest dressing-up box in Britain. Alan Carr is one of our most beloved entertainers. He's had live audiences of 12,000 leap to their feet at his set-out stand-up shows. He shot to fame in the Friday Night Project, and soon thereafter, Chatty Man became the perfect conduit for his Affable, irreverent style. I love him dearly. So his bespoke poem proceeded from my quill with the greatest of ease. <laughs> he is our chatty man, our spexy beast. He's naughty and zesty and blue. His world famous guests don't pop in for a plug, they pull one in his Porterloo. Bruce, he said, you've got a hit on your hands, an overnight smash, it may seem. But Cripes, our bespectacled wizard of wit, had slogged enough building the dream. With Melanie Sykes late on Radio 2, they'd chew the proverbial cud. Since then, he has done it with Gaga and Pink. If he name drops, boy, there's a thud. But this man has kept his size nines on the ground with Bully and Cyril the Cows." He pendulum swings from the udders and tails to taking his end-of-show bows. he really is one of my favorite souls deserving the epithet star so be still my heart as i inhale to say please welcome the great alan carr oh how lovely but you know what? i am a bit disappointed why darling i'm a size 10. <laughs> Oh no, I've shaved <laughs> off an inch. I, oh. I can't afford to have an inch shaved off. <laughs> You're like the ugly <laughs> sisters in the original. I'm nine in a cork wedge. <laughs> well, you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, darling. It's our fifth encounter, I counted. Really? Glancing me at Soho House, Catherine Tate's stage show, the rehearsal for the epic game show, and my uh, ignominious appearance, which we'll just forget about. (laughs) Oh well listen, when you asked me, I was thrilled because I saw the one with, a- I listened to the one with Angela, and of course she's got all this beautiful Irish poetry language, but North, I'm Northamptonian, I mean, what are you gonna do with that? Well darling, I know, but you also have a singular turn of phrase, and one of the most singular voices. I know you said, it's Mariah carey to maintain. It is, if I don't reach those high notes during a performance, people complain. (laughs) And you've worked (laughs) with dear Mariah, haven't you? I remember you saying that she, Really sends up her own dividend doing mummy dearest impressions and things. Yes, that's right. Yes. And she follows me on Instagram and she comes on, uh, she came on Chatty Man a few times and also on um, Friday Night Project. And uh, she sort of sent, there is like a little whiff of dividend there. And she does <laughs> sort of send herself up. I mean, she wanted to be filmed from the left side, which was, of course, the opposite side. And of course, we haven't got the budget on Channel 4 to rotate the whole set both sides were beautiful. (laughs) Do you know the Michael Crawford Barbara Streisand story about that? No. Well he said he wasn't a fan when they worked together on Hello Dolly and she was saying no shoot me from this side shoot me from this side and he said why you're just as ugly from the other one and (gasps) she went what a mouse do you eat with that mouse? that's fantastic have you heard the other one about where she was having a photo shoot at night and she said the light's changing he said it's the sun coming up i don't care make it go down Oh, oh my, my god. god. We have we have another diva sort of vaguely in common because yes. when I trained at the Royal Academy of Music learning to sing there was occasionally a kind of plume of jasmine as this sort of figure wafted down the corridors and then the walls would oscillate with the voice of Dame Shirley Bassey. Oh and you would on stage with her, didn't you? Yes, and um, I I had dinner with her, uh, me and Julian McDonald, and she is an absolute scream. <laughs> she just yes, so, but she's like, and I feel like with you, you must rein me in, because I do tend to mimic people, not in a horrible way, oh, but I do find myself talking celebrity testing agency when, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And I found myself, when I was talking to Shirley, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you have to rein it in. Because I'm not taking the Mickey, but that's what happens. you chameleon. And I am a chameleon, but... I, I'm I'm bringing back, play your card's right and the price is right. Now, yes. I love Brucey. He is the king. No one can replace him. Yes. But I found myself during the shows, that they didn't they did wear well. good game. And I'm like, Alan, he was my first guest on Chatty Man. And yes. yes, and then I got this phone call after, and I didn't pick it up because I thought, oh, but it's bloody PPI. <laughs> and then I, I listened to it about two hours late, and it was like, hello, is Brucey. <laughs> I he said, I love coming on Chatty Man. He said, I think you've got a really good show on your hands there. Keep at it, and he thinks he says, I think it's going to be a hit. And I kept it on my phone forever. And uh, he's just an absolute, just an absolute sweetheart. So I just hope I do him proud, you know, when I bring this oh. show. <laughs> and the other '60s legend, of course, was Silla that you worked with. Yes, yes. What came of her wig darling? Because you. Well, it was. Her. It wasn't her wig. <laughs> <laughs> you have done your research <laughs> no we me and paul have a dressing up box so it's not yes. like a 50 shades of gray but i i always take something from a sketch i've done and i've got two gorgeous irish setters bev and joyce yeah Bev eats anything eats anything and unbeknown to me she's stuck her head in the dressing up box and she'd eaten a still black wig and I didn't realize this. And of course, I'm in the park and she's having a poo. And then I see this ginger <laughs> thing coming out of her rear. And I thought, oh, Bev's gonna be a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was a stilla blackwig. I think mean, when I saw the maid in Taiwan attached to the <laughs> puppy, I sort of realized maybe um yeah, a baby shower wasn't in order. <laughs> <laughs> not the right kind of furry emission, is it? Uh, we're no, actually. No it's not. <laughs> furry emissions. <laughs> but Bev and it's Bev and Joyce, isn't it? Yes, and we Um, got a new edition, Tuppence. Oh, Tuppence. Feed the dogs. Yeah, oh, don't say that because you know where we got her from. Oh, no, where? Uh, um, At one of these wet markets in China. It was rescued. Oh, gosh, but that's... So you sing in Feed the Dogs, she's just terrified and ran under the settee. Oh, no, I'm sorry, (laughs) Tuppence. (laughs) <laughs> but you have well, actually Tuppence doesn't really fit into this theme, but I've noticed that you like what I call an antiaptonym. And an actonym is oh. sort of what it, it says on the tin, really. It's a name that's very apt. So if you had a doctor called Dr. Dick Chop, who was a vasectomist, <laughs> it would be an actonym, <laughs> but equally comedic sometimes, can be an anti-aptonym. So having a very elegant red setter and calling it Bev. <laughs> it's quite well, well well we've got a ginger friend called Beverly and um when we washed um Bev's hair her hair went frizzy like our friend Beverly so we thought we had to call her Beverly. Oh, I see it was a love letter. Yes, and then when Joyce came she just looked like a Joyce so that was really easy. <laughs> And you've got cows to boot. I've got everything now, but my tuppence gets very admiring looks, I can tell you. (laughs) People want to stroke it and everything. Now you say, you say we, darling, we must talk about your great, great love story, which had a slightly inauspicious beginning with scolded balls, didn't it? Of course, my friend Scott's birthday, yes. Well, I was um I was ready to um go to the party, and um, I was a bit like, I, I just thought I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And I, I went out and I got myself a bit of an outfit. So, come on, Alan, you need cheering up. Come on, so like this. So as I go out, my cup of tea lands in my crutch. Oh, God. So it's all up my shirt and my trousers, so I get them all off, and then I pop on. The outfit and I go out and it's only when I'm on the tube and I see in the reflection my outfit is the split is spitting image of the Tesco outfit <laughs> all I needed was a badge to say here to help or do you want a hand packing oh well he did didn't he eventually I know <laughs> I know so I mean and then we um yes and then I just I it was love at first sight and I mean I'm so not predatory or anything, but I said to my friend Scott, I said, oh, Who's that? And I went, Oh, it's Paul. I said, Oh, I fancy him, and then oh next thing you know, here we are. Soulmates. Soulmates, yes, yeah, soulmates, definitely. But do you know that's such a beautiful term? That's that's actually it's ancient Egyptian legend that the gods in their ire against humanity. They stopped humans being born as lovers sharing a soul, and they split the soul in two. So those lovers were destined to wander the earth looking for the other half of their souls. Oh, isn't that romantic? Oh, that's lovely. Well, now oh. we've found yours. Let's go back to the very beginning. Okay. We get regional with Alan Carr. I love this because, like I said, with Angela, you know, Angela Scanlan, we got all this lovely poetry of uh, the Irish language, and now you've got Northamptonian. <laughs> well, we did have things like acting the maggot, and oh, I know, I love that. Don't I buy you tips and ride you? Mind you, that wasn't hers; that was my Irish chum. But you know, my favourite, um, uh, uh, my favourite dialect and accent is Birmingham. I love the Brummies, and I love baggage chips. I love bagger, I love her. Well, darling, where exactly were you born? I was born in Weymouth, Dorset. Oh, right, and then subsequently moved to Northampton. Yeah, well, my dad was a football manager and, uh, and then it was a football player, then a manager. So wherever he was manager, we would just move to. So he was manager of Weymouth, and I was born in Weymouth, then we moved to Dartford, then Nuneaton, then Northampton. Oh, terribly peripatetic. I know, love. And right back at the beginning, the car's story began even further north than Northampton, didn't it? Because they were a mining family. That's right, up in Burrowden, yes. Tell me the rather tragic but beautiful story of your great-grandfathers. And the pits, yeah, yeah, well... Well, that's on who do you think you are and um, yeah in 1861 there was a massive explosion in Burraden and my great great granddad and my and his son Samuel—they all. It, well, it just it destroyed the whole community. And it was this is a weird. I'll tell you this. And for some reason, who do you think you are? Never went down this road because I don't know if you've ever done the show. I don't know if you've done the show. have you? No, I've not. I'd love to because I love. They, they do your mum. They do your mum's side and they do your dad's side and then they go whichever one they want to. So for some reason, in in 1861, they. Uh, my uh, he was burnt to death. My great great granddad and they found him in the arm of another man who'd gone back to help them and they'd both yes. in brave burnt to death so really horrible and grim so they tell me this and of course I'm getting all choked up and getting emotional yes what I didn't know was the man that he'd gone back to help and who he died in his arms was my great great granddad on my nan's side oh my god how weird is that? Well, I but, mean, but, that's but who not do you think you are? They never went with it. They never went with it. What are the chances? That is I baffling. Because I know. The sense of serendipity and destiny there is most extraordinary. I know. I know. And do you know who my relatives are? No. Paul Gascoigne, Gaza. Oh, my goodness. And Robson Green. Well, he ended up very near Weymouth, you know, because I think he lives in Swanage. My dad sees him all the time down there. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I hope he's got his autograph book when he sees him. <laughs> I had a little Google map of Loic Court. Oh, yes. It seems that you're equidistant from the Society of Homeopaths and the fire station. <laughs> What a useful page. <laughs> Listen, I haven't been there for ages, but we know Ross Noble, the fantastic Geordie comedian. Oh yes, wonderful. He did did a show and he wanted to put a a blue plaque of me, of my house, but he got the wrong number and he popped it on a house I hadn't lived at. So I think there's a blue plaque there, but it's not my house. Well, you have to have popped your clogs, I think, darling. Because I've got P.L. Travers and A.A. Milne, not on the house, but in the vicinity. Now you can figure out exactly where I am. Oh. she was a bit of a nasty piece of work, wasn't she? She was a tough cookie. Do you know the story about she, um, she rang julie the day she'd had her baby and she said talk to me and she said oh well i'm a little little bit groggy <laughs> a just proceeded from my uterus i'm not, not no. she said well you're playing mary poppins talk to me and uh she said well um yes i'm thrilled to be playing it and she said well of course you're far too pretty but you've got the nose for it because <laughs> she had this sort of <laughs> Love that. She didn't like Mary Poppins being a musical, did she at all? No, she didn't. And apparently she went to the premiere and said to Walt Disney, it's fine, but those animated penguins have to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the premiere, Miss Travis, that ship is long-scale. <laughs> um, darling, in the family repertoire, I think that there are a few words. Are there any words that are indigenous to your family home for appliances or for... Uh, each other carisms? Uh, not really. I mean, it's, it's an, a mix, really. You know, my dad's Geordie and then my mum's Cockney. So it's oh, like... What a heady cocktail. I know. No wonder I've got a voice like this. <laughs> it oscillates a bit, doesn't it, with accent, which I well, love. Well, you know what I've got? I've got pseudonasality. Did you know that? Oh, or otherwise known as rhinolalia. Oh, I didn't know it was called I that. Rhinolalia, because rhino always means nose. Oh, like yeah. Rhinoplasty and and uh, rhinoceros and lalia is always talking. So coprolalia, this I adore, is talking shit because oh. if you're coprophagous, you're like a dung beetle and you eat shit. So oh, okay. coprolalia is a very elegant way of saying you're chatting shit. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> well, I've done that many a time on my show, especially after I've had a bottle of Lambrini. <laughs> but um, and yes, because then- you know my voice, it's quite. I know it can grate a lot, but there was talk of it, You know. If you, yeah, because it's not real, it, it, it's a bit clipped, but they said about breaking my jaw, loosening my jaw would not make it sound so, because I remember having a Hollywood man, and I can't remember, and he said, I sounded like Katherine Hepburn. Oh, my favorite, the winner of Oscars. Oh. Yes, with that, but she got more like that with her bobbing hair, didn't she? <laughs> so I suppose yes. it is to do with the jaw. Norman, you, you look sexy. <laughs> You're so good at being gay. Do you watch, do you watch it, the Dick Cavett interviews and everything? Oh, yes, which she was really reluctant to do. That rug's got to go, <laughs> doesn't she? She gets the man to move the rug. And the bit where she's like, oh, yeah, that hair that I always thought was naturally tumbling down. She was like, I think I might pull a bit in front of mine. And I was like, you no, don't shatter the illusion, I don't want to see this. <laughs> but you know, if I could go back in time, because I do love, I do love my old um, Hollywood biographies, but Ooh. especially the golden age of like Howard Hughes turning up at his house in that plane and then just flying across America together. Oh, wouldn't you just love to know what they were talking about? Oh my God, yes, and Greta Garbo in her birthday suit in David Niven's garden. I mean, heck. Oh, wow. Well, I read Cor Vidal's book and she used to refer to herself in the third person as a man. Did you know that Actually, everyone was so gendered? He needs I mean, to get a jumper. He needs to get a jumper. He's cold. Apparently, she would say he <laughs> to refer to her as warm. <laughs> well, I think maybe Tallulah Bankhead too, and possibly even Dietrich. I mean, oh well. I'm, I'm reading about Tallulah Bankhead. You know, she had a maid called Cunty, <laughs> 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 and she's the one that outed Tab Hunter when they did um, yes. Car Named Desire. Name Desire. He must be gay. He hasn't gone down on me yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Have you been watching Hollywood? Because she features liberally in that. I know what's it? I'm as fresh as the sludge. Whats that What's the quote? I'm as I I'm as pure as freshly driven sludge. <laughs> oh yes) <laughs> 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 That's and they, all of those were her real um lines. All, all yeah. of them, it was terribly well researched. And Billy Hayne, who was the guy that LB Mayer got rid of because- did all the decorating as yeah. well, didn't he? They don't make them like that anymore, do they? These no. old Hollywood stars. No, they don't. One had the feeling that they'd stop filming and continue in exactly the same vein. You know, it wasn't yes. for film, whatever. I, I We had a friend stay here, um, uh, down here, in and she her, her mum was the inspiration for maggie in and ha- cat on a hot tin roof oh you're joking um, yeah she was her uh, very good friends of tennessee williams oh my and his voice is sublime oh i have listened to his desert island discs about 75 times oh and it was wow a very long draw <laughs> i loved that it's just beautiful um darling there is one thing not a word that comes from your family home or, or family but a song the lyric is i found a little bummy bum i don't know whose it is yes <laughs> <laughs> that was my nanny chop. and she would put me on her lap and sing i found a little bummy bum i don't know whose it is i found a little bummy bum i don't know whose it is it's alan carl's bummy bum that's whose <laughs> it is." <laughs> The thing is, Tom. She had this massive metallic bangle, (laughs) and as she was smacking my bum, it was cutting into my legs, like shaving bits of my thigh off, like wafer thin ham. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know I had a very similar thing with my great granny? Who used to have multiple <laughs> metallic bangles and used to sing a song called Ning Nang Pong, which was a <laughs> snake chanting song. used <laughs> to rattle and be her percussion section as she did it. She would go <laughs> Ning Nang Pong, Kola Kabukta Pong, It was beautiful. Oh, it was it Well, clearly, I did it. <laughs> um, well, my, my, my granddad used to sing Horsey, Lift Your Tail Up and let the sun shine out your eyes. And it's <laughs> Because, And I remember thinking, what an odd shaped horse. It's back to front. But obviously you, he was being a good granddad and wasn't yes. being rude. And leaving that vaudevillian beat, which is all important. <laughs> <laughs> the timing very early. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one Tiny Northam- Well, it's not really Northampton experience. It was a Weddingbrook Castle Theatre experience. Oh. I was there doing pantomime, and I was playing the evil fairy Firena. and it was Arts Council funded, so we had schools practically every day. And there was a very cherubic little six-year-old boy in the front row, and I was being particularly venomous to the prince, and I said something very scary. <laughs> and he stood up and went, Oh, fuck off and die! <laughs> That's Wellingborough for you. I was gone. I was gone <laughs> for the rest of the play. I'm a terrible corpse anyway. Um, but but and- you, know, you know with Wellingborough, on my last tour I performed in Wellingborough, and I'm not ghosting, but I brought the house down. I've never had such a wonderful gig. And then... I came back in, you know, after like a standing ovation and then I sat in the dressing room and I was buzzing and then I looked in the local paper, laughing, gas epidemic. Everyone's (laughs) on those drugs that make you just (laughs) laugh hysterically. (laughs) Oh, no wonder they were so receptive. I thought the same thing. (laughs) But listen, can I tell you about the Royal Theatre in Northampton? Oh, yes. I saw the white lady on a uh, school trip. I saw the ghost. You saw the real ghost? Yes, it's haunted there. And I genuinely saw it. And I know everyone's going to be rolling their eyes, get a grip. But I remember it clear as day. And this woman just walked past me as we were going behind the scene. Yeah. And, I, and 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 it's only later that, that someone told me it is haunted by um by this grey lady and I saw it on the school trip. Oh, oh my God! Well, I believe you, darling. I, I mean. Um, I heard Athene Silas say, you know that amazing actress that lived to be 101 and she worked a lot with Dame Sybil Thorndike. And oh, yes. she was leaving the old Royalty Theatre, which has since been pulled down. And oh. she wouldn't go out the back way because she said Soho was full of slums. So she, <laughs> she didn't go out of the stage door. And so she got special dispensation from the manager to leave via the auditorium. And she said to the usher on the way out, she said, no, the audience hasn't really gone. There's an old lady sitting in the back room. <gasps> And she said, Oh, don't worry, Miss Siler. That's the ghost of the Royalty Theatre. She's always there. Oh, wow. And she said she didn't look like a spectre at all. She just looked like a human being, flesh, but she was a spectre. Oh, you've given me chills. It's is ticking, isn't it? I know. I want to examine briefly some Northamptonisms, but also the odd carism, too. So, can okay. you play translator for me? Uh, jetty. Oh that's an alleyway isn't it? Uh, <laughs> quite a that jetty. Is that yes. right because that that splits that's up there with balm cake and bat and roll. Oh I see. You know when people get their knickers in a twist that's a roll yes. no it's a balm cake yeah no it's a knickers yeah, down yeah, in the a jetty. Can I just say about Northamptonians? Yes. It's it's that very, it's very unique and it's like you'd say to an Northamptonian, what's in your sandwich, tuna and cucumber? Oh, I'm off to a funeral, let me just check on my computer. Oh, you don't have the, you, it's not a dip song at all. What's a dip song? A dip song is when you <laughs> link two vowel sounds together very quickly. Oh. So, yeah, uh, and like it, neon, yeah. neon's a dip song. Oh, I see. But, like, if you would say, "Oh, I'm gonna pop into town, Northampton, you go, teen. Ratine Schlay teen. and like, don't be frit, don't be frit, don't be frit. What does that mean? Don't be frightened, <laughs> oh gosh, so, so there are lots of kind of wandering apostrophes here. Well, that's it like if if I was like, you know I saw the the gray lady at the um." At the theatre. At the theatre, yeah. I would say to you, don't be fricked, Tom. Don't be frit. <laughs> Even if she comes out, don't be fricked. It sounds almost slightly West Country. It does. I think it's because it's got the Norfolk roots there. But, I mean, you know, ev- when I did the Friday Night Project with Justin Lee Collins, you know, everyone used to call in the carrot cruncher, but, you know, by rights, born in Dorset, having yes. that Norfolk, I should have more of a twang, really. Than yes, just- yes. Well... What about your charisms, darling? These are from your memoir. And they're ones that I either loved or didn't quite understand. So you often talked about curling up with a slanket. And I sort of know what that is. I know it's something you put over yourself, but I don't really know whether it's an item of clothing or, or kind of a sheet or what? Well, it's both. It's both. It's like a blanket with sleeves and you just put it on and you slip your um, arms in and your legs. Oh, right. So it's a portmanteau, a sleeve Por- blanket, a slanket. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God, I need one of these. Well, listen, in lockdown, I've never been out of my slanket. <laughs> This is the first time. This isn't a slang. This is far too pretty to be a slang. Really. <laughs> oh, with this old thing, he's, he's in a bloomed blouse and it's very becoming. Thank and you. Also shell glasses, because of course, this is an oral experience I've just realized. <laughs> 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 um, a mincing hip. Well, this is serious, but I mean, I years of me mincing has ground down my left hip. And I went to uh, an orthopedic yes. surgeon. He says, I, I will have to have a stick if I don't stop mincing. So, <laughs> so it's just, gra- the cartilage is ground down. Oh, my honest. God. I'm actually considering wearing a suit of armour just to, like, straighten me up a bit. <laughs> a new age tin man. I, oh, my God, I yes. Was very feel, handsome, actually. Yes, I watched Wizard of Oz. for Oh, I love the lion. Put him up, put him up. <laughs> yes. Courage. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, do Lally Tap. Oh, she's gone Do Lally Tap. That's uh, someone's gone a bit round the bend, a bit mad, a bit crazy. Oh, I see. Now, you see, Do Lally, I know, but I only know the contraction. I think very down south. We just have yeah. contracted it, so I didn't know the tap bit. Yeah, well, it's a bit, reminds me of my favourite Brummie saying, shut your bastard clack. <laughs> have you heard that? No, I not Shut your bastard clack, Bab. Shut up, I love it. Shut <laughs> your bastard clack. Clack must be one's boosh, I suppose. Yes, yes, I think it is. <laughs> um, also, we share a mutual allergy to retronyms. This is when you arbitrarily rename something that has a perfectly good name. Um, It's quite often done as a branding exercise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the retronym, which is the new name for the old thing, and you tell me what it's really called. Starburst. Opal fruits. (laughs) Iceland. Oh, (laughs) bee jam. Sif. Oh, gee, if they only changed one letter. (laughs) Oh, and do you remember the ill-fated Choco Krispies? Choco Krispies? Yeah, for about a week and a half, Coco Pops changed its name to Choco Krispies. And what made me so mad about it was that it didn't scan, they kept the jingle the same. So there was this lovely, um, I'd rather have a bowl of Coco Pops. And then it became, I'd rather have a bowl of Choco Krispies, and it just didn't. No, no, the no, I wish they wouldn't change things. I still call Thailand Siam. <laughs> well, that's because you're <laughs> wanting to play Anna Owens, isn't it? That's it? <laughs> well, yes, you couldn't, couldn't have put it in myself. Tom. In your hoop skirt, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your old Brenner when you need him, eh? <laughs> oh, darling. I've loved our little lexical explorations. This has been undiluted heaven. Oh, well, I'm just honoured that you've asked me uh, to, to do it because I love listening to it and I just think you are such a gorgeous person and you're so informative and it's educational and you have a laugh and, yeah, so I'm, I'm just flattered you asked me. <laughs> now I am! I am! I, I am, I'm so chuffed to have you because you're one of my great great heroes and oh. it's lovely i mean you say all the way through your memoir sometimes you should meet your heroes because sometimes they're every bit as lovely and in this case it's absolutely true oh you're very sweet well lots of love darling okay uh, yes have a lovely time and let's uh, let's meet up once this oh, yes. is over can we have we a go out yes 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 let's hit soho i've forgotten what it looks like Yes. Take care, my love. I love you. Love to Paul. Bye. Bye, Bye, darling. Bye-bye. I've adored so much of Alan's work over the years, from books to screen. It got me thinking about one of the commonalities of his titles. They are often kangaroo words. This is when a little word, the Joey word, bounces intact into the pouch of the larger kangaroo word. In the kangaroo word breathe, the joey word would be breath. In the kangaroo word artistry, the little joey word would be art. Alan's titles posit a twist on this theme, with Alan in his memoirs title, Alanatomy, and Specs in his annual, Spectaculars. Well, I specs, I'm out of time. <laughs> I'm so sorry that was unforgivable. But if you've enjoyed this episode, remember it's but one porcelain pot in the public lav. Please offer your stars thoughts and favorite words featured today. In the meantime, oodles of love. This has been a Monkey Kingdom, and Acast production. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.